Coming to you straight from Indianapolis, AKA the Circle City, this is the Taking Back You Momcast. The Taking Back You Momcast is a witty, authentic, and sometimes sarcastic podcast for millennial mamas who are in the thick of mom life. And I'm your host, Danny Carter Iddens, wife, millennial mama, motivational speaker, and motherhood advocate. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Taking Back You Momcast. Hi guys, how you doing? It's Danny Carter Innens, your host this week and every single week. I just want to say hi. If you are new to the show, welcome. If you have been listening for the last year, welcome, whatever. How you doing? I'm so glad that you are here with us today because today our topic is a good one. And I think it's one that is going to apply to pretty much everyone. And if you're a mom, it definitely applies to you, um, mainly because, well, you are more than likely a woman who does this. I know I do it. And that is talking negatively to yourself. So I know that's something that we all do. And um, if you've somehow figured out how to stop doing it, I'm really proud of you. I have not gotten there in my life yet. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some ways to nix negative self-talk because it's really important to be able to check yourself when you are saying these things to yourself that are, A, number one, not something that you would ever say to someone else and they're just honestly not nice. Before we do that though, I want to invite you like I do every single week to subscribe to this podcast, the Taking Back You Momcast and please, please, please share it with your mom friends. You know, every single week we talk about you know, just so many things. We offer motivation, information, you know, on just how to be like the best mom, how to be the best friend, the best family member, the best wife, heck, even the best businesswoman that you can be. And so please, please, please share this podcast with your mom friends. And honestly, a lot of times we talk about stuff where you don't even have to be a mom to get something out of it. So if you know of anybody who would benefit from this podcast, please share this with them. And like I always say, subscribe to this podcast. It lets us know that we are getting some loving. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a story about me. And, um, and I think that you might be able to hear a little bit of yourself in this story, but basically it goes like this. So, um, I've been sharing online my journey of becoming a group fitness instructor. And, um, about three weeks ago I took the exam and I passed. So now I am a certified group fitness instructor. And with that, I was offered a job opportunity to, um, teach at a fitness um, facility here in Indianapolis. And it's an opportunity that I'm really excited to take part in. So kind of what I have been doing is trying to, you know, attend this facility where I'm going to be teaching because I feel like it's one of my, you know, things that I need to do so that I can teach people how to use everything and where everything is. And so I know what's going on. I needed to be able to give them that information. So I need to be attending this facility on a regular basis. So it's been one of my goals to go at least three times a week. So um, the first time that I attended this new facility, which mind you, it's much bigger than where I'm used to going, 
I had, I was having one of those days where I was, you know, trying to, um, figure out where I was. I was trying to get my bearings. I was in a new place. They had all these machines that I had like seen, but I had never actually used. And I was just really out of, you know, I just felt like I was out of my element to be honest with you. And I was just over um, overwhelmed. I was inundated. There was so much new. And so by the time I finally got on a treadmill, I was just going to do like a nice 15 minute, um, I would call it a slog. That's what I do. I don't run. Um, I jog very slowly. So I called it a, a slog. So I was going to do like a nice little 15 minute slog and, you know, it was going to warm me up for everything else that I was going to do. Well, as I'm on this treadmill, there's lots of choices on the treadmill and there's a screen and there's all these buttons to press. And, and I just was like, ugh. and I, you know, I said to myself, like, Danny, you are in way over your head. What do you even think you are doing here right now? And, you know, so I started running and I started slogging. Let's be honest. I started slogging and my heart honestly was just not in it. And so, you know, I stopped after about seven minutes because I just felt like I was trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and I just felt miserable. And so I got off the treadmill, I cleaned it off and I looked at myself in the mirrors along the wall and I thought to myself, what are you even doing here? You literally don't even know what you are doing. You just became a group fitness instructor three weeks ago. Why do you think you can lead these people? I mean, I said that to myself. I thought that to myself. I looked at myself in the, in the mirror and I said those words in my brain. And then, you know, I got on a couple of machines and I started using them. And I was looking at myself in a different mirror on the other side of the room. And I thought to myself, whoa, I can't believe I just, I just spoke to myself that way. I can't believe I just said those things to myself. I literally motivate people, but I couldn't help myself just then. I couldn't help myself in the way I, I spoke to myself. And, you know, I think we all have that. We all have that moment of like, we, you know, the do as I say, not as I do. And, you know, listen, I say this a thousand times, but, you know, if, if, if you say something to yourself, that you wouldn't say to someone else. Like, why, why would you say that to yourself? Why would you do that? You know, and I think I let the, you know, um, anxiety, I was overwhelmed. I let all of that take its, take its toll on me. And I started to feel like I wasn't qualified or I didn't have the credentials for something that I do have the credentials for. I was literally talking myself out of myself. So, you know, a few weeks ago, there was this story that was floating around on social media. And it was saying that some people don't hear an internal narrative inside their head. Now, I am not one of those people. Inside my head, it literally sounds like a movie narration, like all the time. Um, it's either my voice or it is the voice of my grandmother. But in some way, shape or form, I always hear like the narration of my life um, or what I'm thinking or or what she told me growing up or whatever. I always hear that in my head. 
And, you know, um, because of that, I have to watch what I say to myself because this is a constant narrative, a constant stream that's going on. I mean, and it, it is all the time. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm sure you can agree with this. I'm sure you can, you know what I'm talking about. I wake up in the middle of the night and, and, and it's like my brain's like, oh, hey, girl. Anyways, blah, 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 blah. And she just goes on. And so I have to watch what I say to myself because many times, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm with me. I'm with me all day. I can't, I can't not be with me. And then I find that, you know, I repeat those things out loud. I will say them to myself out loud. And I will say them to myself in front of my son or in front of my husband. And usually when I say them in front of them, those negative things, they tell me like, no, that's not true. Stop it. Ill. What are you talking about? You know, whatever. I, I told you guys the story of me at Costco when I made a comment about my um, about my butt and a, literally a woman that I'd never met in my life at Costco yelled at me for how I spoke negative negatively about my um, my butt. And so it happens all the time. These thoughts that are in your head, this internal narrative, and, and, and if you're anything like me, you have a constant one too. I would like to meet these people that don't have a constant internal narrative. I would love to meet them because um, I, I cannot relate. But if you're like me and you have those thoughts going on in your head, and you're, the thing that you're noticing probably is that those thoughts actually become your emotions. And here's the problem. If your thoughts become your emotions, then having habitually negative thoughts will cause you to have habitually negative emotions and feelings, mainly about yourself. And in theory, that sounds like, duh. I mean, duh. It, it, you know, if, if you're constantly thinking something and you're constantly saying something to yourself, then eventually you're going to believe it. You know, and we know this. This is why we don't say, um, you know, negative things purposefully to other people because we know that those things can become ingrained in, you know, in someone's thought process and the way they think about themselves. So why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we, you know, say these things to ourselves? And, and more importantly, how do we fix it? How do we stop doing it? How do we change the way we speak to ourselves? So here's the deal. I'm going to give you some things that I do, I personally do, to, you know, kind of stop, um, to stop this negative self-talk. And, you know, I share them all the time when I give talks. Um, you know, I speak to a lot of women and I would say something that they do falls in, you know, one of these categories and we all do it. So that that's the first thing that that's a, a number one. I want you to realize it has nothing to do with how smart you are or with your intelligence. Like the fact that you have negative self-talk is not because you're too dumb to not or something like that. It has nothing to do with that. You know, um, we all know that it's wrong. We all understand that, you know, speaking negatively about ourselves in our heads or out loud is wrong. We all know that. Like on, on, the, on the level, on the surface level, we know that. But there's, you know, you have to go a step further than like merely understanding that self-talk is wrong. And then you have to actually take the steps to stop the habit. 
when it happens to like head it off at the pass, which is what I did at the gym the other day. I, you know, I said the thing and I felt like crap about myself and then worked out a little bit more. And then I was like, all right, Danny, you be honest. You were just a little bit hard on yourself. You're frustrated right now because you are out of your element. You don't feel um, comfortable. And I'll tell you, it's hard out there for us extroverts. I think a lot of times people think that when you're an extrovert, you can just go into any situation and, um, you know, rise to the occasion. But that is not always true. Sometimes it's actually really, really hard to go into a brand new place where you don't, you know, have the the lay of the land. Um one of the one of my gifts and and this is this is something I'm, I'm going to say something positive about myself um one of my gifts is being able to read a room really fast and the problem that I was having at that gym was that the room was too big and there was really nothing for me to read and so it was it was it was throwing me off it was it was frustrating me it made me angry it made me mad at my and I, and the only person I could get mad at was me cuz I'm I I'm the only one I knew. <laughs> and so, you know, but I think I think you can probably relate to that. That feeling of just like, ah, well, who else are you going to take it out on? No one else is there but you. And that leads into my next thing. My next thing was I I I thought I looked stupid. And I thought I wasn't, you know, um deserving of the title of being a fitness trainer. And so what I was really doing though is I was I was I was fortune telling and I was quote unquote reading the minds of the people who were in the gym at that time you know I was thinking that I that here's the deal I was thinking that they were all looking at me because you know which in hindsight doesn't make any sense because they're all there working out they're working on themselves they're not working on me I was working on me but in my brain at that moment I was thinking all those people are looking at me and they're looking at me going uh oh my gosh Who's that? She doesn't know what she's doing. She can't even use a treadmill. She can't even figure out what's going on. Why is she here? You know, ill, ill, yucky, yucky. And I mean, honestly, I that's what I was doing. I was, quote unquote, reading their minds. And here's the truth. They were not thinking about me at all. I don't know what they were thinking. I have no idea what they were thinking. But I'll tell you what. Usually when you think you know what someone else is thinking, your thoughts always go to the negative, don't they? Here's the deal though. That's not what they're thinking. That's what you're thinking. That's what you're thinking about yourself. They're not even thinking about you. I'm sorry to tell you this because they're at the gym to focus on them which is what you should be doing, but you're so you're so busy worried about what other people think. And it can be paralyzing. It can be paralyzing. But really, really what you're doing is you're taking your fears, your negative self, you know, um, self-talk, and you're putting it on this other person who is not even really in the conversation because that's like a weird sense of like validation. Like, well, she's thinking it. I'm thinking it, she's thinking it, we're all thinking it. Well, no, not really. And here's the thing, we usually have like little to no evidence to support our thoughts. We come up with the worst case scenario and we just automatically assume that it is our reality. 
don't we? Like every single time you will grab on to the worst thing that can happen and then you just figure that's the thing that's going to happen or that it's already happened or that like give it, give it a minute. It'll happen. Just wait. Just you wait. Uh, seen this, you know, and I say this to my, my, my son, I'm coming to you from the future. It went bad for me 20 years ago, so I don't see how it could possibly go well for you. You know what I mean? And, and the circumstances are different. The situations are different. The timing is different. Everything is different. But you just automatically go in a, you know, a bad, bad way. Even if you don't really have evidence to prove to the contrary. Or even if you have evidence to prove to the contrary. The next thing you need to do is you need to stop minimizing your accomplishments. I want you to think right now, I want you to think the last compliment that someone gave you, how did you react? How did you react? How did you respond? Most people, and I purposefully do this to throw them off, most people that I compliment, they'll minimize it. They will minimize the compliment. They will go about telling me all the reasons why I should not have given them a compliment. They will manage to point out, they'll find something in all the good things that they did. They'll find like that one little thing that maybe didn't go 100% well and they'll point that out to me. I'll say, oh my gosh, that, you know, your paper was phenomenal. I loved reading your paper. It, it, it was a great joy to read your paper. Oh, yeah, well, you know, the um, conclusion wasn't as strong as I wanted it to be. I'm like, okay. Mm. All right. You know, you know why you do this, right? You do this because you don't want to seem prideful or full of yourself because this is what society has told us, and especially us women. You know, it's bad. If someone, you know, if someone thinks that they are good at something, or if someone pats themselves on the back for a job well done, those people are so full of themselves. You don't want to be around those people. People who are actually sure of themselves. Oh, no, we don't want to be around those people because those people, you know, they think too highly of themselves. Those aren't good people. But here you go. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you with 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 like some truth, you guys. This kind of thinking is why we don't ever feel like we can be satisfied with what we have or what we are doing or how we are doing it. You understand the world, the world, and I'm going to say the world, but I, what I really mean is, you know, honestly, the devil. Or if you don't believe in the devil, there are negative forces out there. They want you, it, whatever, wants you to be unhappy with yourself so that you will seek the approval of others outside of yourself. The whole thing is set, it, the whole system is rigged. The whole system is set up so that you won't ever find actual happiness. And if you do, if you do, if you find that sweet spot, there's someone right behind you telling you, yeah, well, don't get too proud of yourself. Don't be too proud of yourself. You may have done it, but uh, <laughs> don't think you're all that missed thing just because you did ABC. 
Well, I'm going to tell you what you need to tell the next person who gives you a compliment. And this, this is, here it is. This is it. You ready? It's going to blow your mind. Take notes. This is what you tell the next person who gives you a compliment. You ready? You tell them, thank you. That's it. Don't say, thank you, but... Or thank you, yeah, because, you know, I, or thank you, uh, but, you know, uh, no, say thank you and move on. I can't tell you how many times I tell women this. I tell people this. I'll give them a compliment. And I don't, you know, you don't have to. And here's the thing, too. You, don't, you It doesn't kill anyone to compliment you. So when someone's giving you a compliment, it's not like on pain of death. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> They're giving you a compliment because they think you, you done good, you know, or you, you did good or you, you look good or whatever. It, it literally, it, it does nothing to them or for them or whatever to give you a compliment, honestly. You know, so I'll see a girl... And I go, girl, that skirt has me like, ooh, girl, I got to get, where did you get that? I need, I need that skirt. Oh, I just got it on, you know, I mean, like, I just found it at the bottom of a pile. Um, you know, people were throwing things away and, okay, who cares? I don't, I don't need, I don't want to know. I'll I just tell, say thank you. Like, it is cute, isn't it? I love it. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. And then move on. It's okay to do that. It really is okay. And if you need permission, I am giving you the permission to say thank you when someone gives you a compliment. And, and, and you know, uh, pay it forward. When you give someone a compliment and they start going into the wherefores and the warehouse and the whereases, just say, stop. Just say thank you. I like it. You're awesome. Say thank you. Let's go get a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? Like, just, just stop. Stop them. Here's another thing you can do. I want you. I want you to do this, and this is this is your homework. Um, it's a teacher in me, you know. I love to give homework. This is your homework. I want you to start identifying negative self-talk in other people. Find out when people are talking negatively negatively to themselves, and think about how it makes you feel. You know, many times we hear other people talk negative negatively to themselves. And then we, we tell them not to, don't we? We're like, hey, oh my gosh, don't say that about yourself. That's not true. But how come we don't practice what we preach? You know, here's the deal. Um, when, I was a, when I was a dance instructor, I used to have times where my students would um, pair up. They would partner up. And they would give each other critiques. They would perform a, a piece of the choreography or all of the choreography, however much we had time for. And they would provide each other with critiques on their performance. And what we used to do is we used to do a system, and you might have heard of it, and I've talked about it before, but it's called the positivity sandwich. And what it is is you give a pro, you start off with a pro, so something good that they did, um, and then you give two negatives or two cons two things that they need to work on, and then you end with another good thing that they did, another pro. So we call it the pro-con-con-pro. Con, and the reason we do that is because it helps it, it helps in a couple of ways. The first way is it teaches us how to, it, it, it teaches them how to take criticism because sometimes we have a really hard time with, like, you know, receiving criticism. But if you don't receive 
critiques or criticism, it's really hard to grow and to learn because you know what? You're not perfect. None of us are. We all have something we can work on. And the minute you realize that when someone's giving you, um, you know, constructive criticism, it's not because they hate you. It's because they honestly, they want you to do better. But the other thing that it does is it lets me know what they know. So, you know, if I have a if I have a student that performs a piece and then the girl who is giving her her critiques says, you know, it's her pro, she's like, you're really pretty. As her con, she's like, um, you need to smile more. As her other con, she's like, um, I think your bun's falling out. And as her pro, she's like, but your nail polish is on point. Well, those are great. Those are great compliments. And the critiques are like, okay, but what's the problem? They don't have anything to do with her performance. So then that lets me know that maybe this particular student doesn't know what she should be looking for. Pointed toes. Is her knee connected in passe? You know, all these different things that you need to worry about in dance. Obviously, we need to go back to some sort of drawing board and help her realize that these are technical things that she needs to be looking for. And I tell you this story because, you know, I, I think we need to kind of take that a little bit and we need to do that for ourselves. So when you look at somebody who's, you know, say, speaking negatively about themselves and you're going, no, girl, that's not true. Those aren't the, those aren't the real things. Then what you need to do at that point is go, oh, yeah, I do that too. Because that's the other side of this story. When I do have a student that can go, um, yes, you're pro, you have, your musicality is fantastic. Ding, ding, ding. I know that she knows what musicality is. Um, you know, your con is I need you to make sure you point through your toes a little bit more in your PK passe. Ding, ding, ding. I know that she knows that, you know, you need to work on PK passe. And what's the moral of this story? Well, if she can tell whoever that she needs to point her toes through her pique passe that means hopefully that when she does pique passe for herself and you're thinking what the heck is a pique passe don't worry about it it's a dance thing when she does it for herself she's able to self critique herself you can go oh yeah 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 so and so uh need to point through her toes so I, I need to make sure i do that when i when i perform that step so that's a way of kind of like checking yourself also. Because a lot of times, like I said, you will, you will check someone else, but you won't check yourself. And here's the real question. You know, if you are listening and you hear someone say something negative about themselves and, and you're like, no, 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 I don't want to hear you talking about yourself that way. Then why do you let yourself speak negatively to yourself, <laughs> you know? And a lot of times those things that you say to yourself, that same friend, if they heard you say them to you, they go, girl, what the, whoa. Like, you know, if my best friend was standing next to me while I was on that, you know, treadmill and I said those things that I thought in my brain out loud, she would be like, girl, I'm gonna need you to take a, a 2.5. What is wrong with you? Why are you saying those things to yourself? And sometimes it takes that. Sometimes it takes that friend that stops you and says, what are you even talking about right now? Why are you saying these things to yourself? You know, but at the end of the day, your thoughts are your feelings. And so 
it's important and this is this is the the next thing it's important to validate those feelings because there's there's something that you are feeling and it's okay to feel but what you have to do is you have to self-critique yourself in an intentional way that isn't cutting you down more so you know helping you to to be better because you know there's nothing wrong with trying to better yourself or to motivate yourself if, if need be i mean i'm you know in the same breath of me saying negative whatever whatever i stand in front of the mirror and i tell myself like you know positive things all the time i motivate myself all the time so this is not to say that you can't do that or that you never do that like i, I do both of those things the difference is is i catch myself when i say the negative thing and maybe not right away you know, it took me about 20 minutes to, to calm down, get my bearings, and then realize that I was being a little too hard on myself. You know, you need to make sure that your self-critiques, your, you, you know, the way you speak to yourself, that it's actually intentional and that it's not just a bad habit. And, you know, we learned this habit a lot of times from the people around us, you know, from our parents, um... Sometimes our, our, our moms teach us how to speak negatively about ourselves because they did it for themselves. So what I want you to do, and I do this, um, I want you to schedule a time, you know, or maybe a couple of times each week where you can reflect on your performance and, and whatever it is, just kind of like a self-reflection where you, and you can schedule this. So you can say, if, if I say to myself, you know, Okay, if I had really done what I tell you guys to do in that same treadmill situation, I would have I would have had those feelings and been like, ah, okay, well, this isn't the greatest, but here we go. We're going to do it. We're going to get through it and we're going to we're going to move on. And then I'm going to say and on Friday, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to, you know, revisit how I'm feeling. And if I still feel that way, we're going to take some steps to you know, make a plan. And and now tell you what, I already made a plan because I did that. I self-evaluated and I thought, what's making me freak out? What's making me angry? What's making me frustrated? Well, it's because I didn't know where the heck I was. I didn't know where I was going. This place is huge. So I got a map. <laughs> I got a map and I took a picture of it with my phone. So now when I'm on my phone, you think I'm cool and I'm like emailing back cool and interesting people. I'm not. I'm looking at the map of this gym because it's flipping huge. And, you know, that's what I got to do so I, so I feel better and then I don't say mean things to myself. <laughs> but maybe that's what you got to do. And the reason you want to do that is you want to you schedule this time that's farther out from when you're having the feelings. Is that a lot of times that initial feeling, that initial negative self-talk is really because it's it's like happening right now. The hurt is so fresh. The the pain is so, you know, new and real and your brain hasn't really had an opportunity to work through all of the feelings. And you might get to a couple days later and realize it wasn't even that big of a deal. And if you get to a couple days later and it still is a big deal, then now you are removed from it. You've cooled off. You've calmed down and you can, you know, come up with a game plan that is less um, anger driven or fear driven or frustration driven or, or whatever your feeling is. You know, it's rooted more in actual feelings as opposed to the passion, the heat of whatever the moment is. 
And the last thing I want you to remember, you guys, is that, you know, the way you treat yourself is how you are teaching other people to treat you. I had a teacher in high school um, that I, it's one. Of, OK, you guys know this. You guys know you guys are literally about to be like, oh, yeah, girl. I'm with you. You know those teachers that you have in high school or, or any time, really, college or high school or, or even, you know, um, middle school. I, I don't know about elementary school because I'm not sure how many of us are, like, thinking that critically. But, I mean, if you did, go ahead, girl. Um, but you know those teachers that you have that just, like, you cannot stand them. Um, and mainly, there's two reasons. Like, you feel like they're picking on you because they hate you. Um, and every time you do something, they're kind of, they, you know, instead of just being like, oh, good job, they'll be like, okay, yeah, you did that. Now let's do more. Let's do more. You know, and, and as a, and as a, a child and adolescent and teenager and whatever, you a lot of times think this is because the person doesn't like you. You, you miss, you misinterpret it. Um, you think they don't like you. You think that they, I, I don't know, you have some weird sense that they're, I guess, sitting at home thinking of ways to ruin your, you know, 14, 15 year old life. As you get older, you realize that's not true. But one of the things is, you know, I, I had a particular teacher that was like that. Like she just, in my brain, hated me. She would give me extra work. And I, I felt like she was holding me to a standard that was higher than all the other kids. I was like, how come I have to do extra work? How come I, you know, so then I started thinking and I started feeling like, oh man, I'm probably getting this extra work because I'm, I'm not smart enough. I don't know what's going on. I, I'm not catching up. So she's giving me extra work to try to help me get caught up. She's probably giving me extra work because I'm not smart enough to do it. I ran into her um, about three years ago, four years ago. And she told me something that was crazy. She said to me, you know, um, I had the hardest time with you because I knew you should have been in a higher level class than you were in, but I wasn't able to move you in the middle of the year. And so I kept trying to come up with ways to um, challenge you until you could be moved up into that higher level. Y'all, you could have sold me for a nickel. I mean, an actual nickel. Here, I thought all this time she was hating, but she was really actually trying to motivate me to be the best person that I could be. Now, what does that have to do with, you know, teaching people how to treat you? Well, here's the deal. While all of that was taking place, I, you know, I had the worst attitude towards her. I did. I was not I was not kind to her. I was rude to her and I was disrespectful. And it t to be honest with you, um I'm ashamed of my behavior looking back 20 years later, you know, but I mean, it is what it is. And in you know, so she in turn became frustrated with me and we had this like weird dance of, you know, her trying to better me, but I was not trying to be bettered. And so we just kept going around and around and around. And it wasn't until 15 years later that she was able to tell me like, hey, if you had just like sit down, shut up and listen and open your mind, this wouldn't have been such a struggle. You know, you have to be the first line of defense in, in the world when it comes to how people speak to you or how people treat you. If, if you don't 
you know, take up for you, I'm sorry, but usually no one will. People will learn how to treat you from you, you know, um, and, and, and the last thing I'm going to take you, I'm going to send you with this, the last thing. And if this, and if everything I said does not change your mind, if everything I said doesn't make you want to figure out how to, you know, get over this hurdle of negative self-talk, then I'm going to say this to you. And I hope that this, if, if this is your catalyst for change, if this is your catalyst for nixing negative self-talk, I'll take it. But I'm going to say this to you and I'm going to, and I'm just going to, I'm going to hit you with some realness. Here's the deal. If you sit there and you say awful things about yourself, then I'm going to, I'm going to, you heard it here first. 20 years from now, you will be sitting there as your child says awful things about themselves. And you'll know that they learned it from you. So why don't we head this off at the pass right now? Why don't we teach our children that it is okay to be proud of ourselves? That it is okay, it is okay to fail, but it is not okay to beat ourselves up about it. It is not okay to imagine like false and fake scenarios about how people are going to hate us when they don't even know we we are there, when they haven't even really gotten a chance to meet us yet. It you, you got to break the cycle cuz it keeps going. And I, you know, like I said, think about who you learned how to do this, you know. I bet you a lot of it a lot of it is society, a lot of it is and a lot of it, you know, um some of it can come from the home where you grew up you heard other people say negative things about themselves and so you do the same but think about how when you've heard that when you've heard other people say negative things about themselves you've always been like whoa oh don't don't do that why would you do that well yeah there we go I mean we we do it we want to stop other people but we still do it to ourselves so, you know, if for nothing else, if you don't want your child to to have these thoughts, you know, don't let them don't let them see you do that to yourself. You know, I think as parents, we always say, you know, do as you know, do as I say, not as I do. But here's 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 the problem. If your kid's, a, you know, if your kid's a visual learner. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to recap, I'm going to go over these one more time, um, you know, just just so that you have all of this, you know, kind of listed out for you. The first thing is I want you to realize that you're not dumb for the way that you feel. You just need to realize that, you know, those negative, that, that instinct to have like a negative thought right away, that's a habit. It's not the truth. So you got to you got to be intentional about like cutting that, stopping it. Stop reading people's minds, quote unquote, and stop fortune telling. You don't know what people are thinking. You literally do not know. And stop putting yourself into their bodies and making them say the things that you think about you, making them say them. They ain't, they're not talking about you. They're not, they're not. I, I'm sorry, I love you, but they're not. They're not. You know, most people are not just sitting around thinking negative things about other people. And, and you listen, don't minimize your accomplishments. Take compliments. Say thank you. Identify negative self-talk in other people. When you hear it in other people and you're like, oh, oh, that's terrible. I don't say that. Then I want you to have that memory for when you do it to yourself. And you go, oh, wait, that's terrible. Don't say that. 
I want you to validate your feelings. Because like I said, your feelings are not dumb. They are rooted in something. So rather than, you know, to just jump on the I hate me bandwagon, figure out why you're having those feelings. Figure out where this is coming from and have a constructive plan, you know, to critique yourself and to figure out how you can make whatever, whatever happen, you know, instead. If you, you know, you're mad because you, you, you passed the test when you only got a B plus. Okay, well, first of all, B plus is awesome, A, a number one. Um, and B number two, okay, if the, if you're if you're mad still a week later that you only got a B plus, then rather than to sit there and talk, you know, smack about yourself, why don't you come up with a plan for how to get an A plus or an A minus or an A? You know what I mean? And finally, I just want you to remember that how you talk about yourself, how you treat yourself will teach other people how to treat themselves. And more importantly, it will treat your children how to treat themselves as they get older. You, you, you can stop the cycle. You really can. It's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, follow these, you know, five steps, six steps, and you'll be on your way. No, it's not easy, but it's necessary. It's necessary. It's important that you do that. It's important that you nix negative self-talk because it does affect so many other facets of your life so many relationships that the relationship you have with yourself the relationship that you have with others the relationship that you have with your family and your friends co-workers dog I don't know what have you but it it does it does affect them so I mean that's what I have for you guys this week I hope this topic was helpful and I hope that you know you're going to be able to put um what I said into 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 action I really hope that this was, you know, this topic was useful. And like I say, if you if you think this episode was helpful and you think it could help somebody else, please, by all means, share it. Share the Taking Back You Momcast. And I, I want to, sh- speaking of sharing, I want to share something with you guys um, that my best friend, one of my best friends, she reminded me of. And she says, you never do this at the end of the show. And I always go... Uh, you're right. You're right. And then I never do it. So I'm going to do it. And this this is this is for you. You know who you are. Um, I just want to remind you guys that I, you know, I, I do this podcast every single week, but I actually will come to you and I will give you talks. Um, I will give a talk to your group, your organization, um, what have you. I will come to you. If you live in the central Indiana or northwest Indiana area or the Chicagoland area, you can have me come and I can speak to you guys. I love to do it. This is literally my like absolute favorite thing to do. That's why I'm on here every single week trying to motivate you um, and trying to help you, you know, get, get, get information because this is what I love to do. So please, please, please. I'm already scheduling. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm getting kind of full for 2020. You know, one of the things is I have to res- respect my family time. Um, and so, you know, there's, only so many spots that I want to fill but I mean if you would like me to come in and speak to your group I have a, a list of topics you can go on dannycarteridens.com um, and you can look at all of those topics and if you have something else that you'd like me to speak about drop me an email and I can see if it's something that I you know would be open to do willing to do I might know about it and not realize that you know I could talk about it so by all means please 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 um, reach out to me. Don't think that your whatever you know your group is going through, whatever your group needs, that it's out of you know it's crazy or out of control. So yeah, like I said, if you want to schedule me to come in to to work with your group, to talk to your group, 
visit dannycarteridens.com and you can figure out how to do all that. You can learn about topics. You can look at my schedule. Um, and like I said, spots are filling up. I'm, I'm already uh, working on, I'm already working on fall of 2020 because um, people are, are getting me, you know, pretty early. So make sure if you would like me to come, then by all means, hit me up, girl or boy or whatever, whoever's listening. I don't know. Um, anyways, and then last thing I want to do is if you want to learn more about the Taking Back You Momcast, visit takingbackyou.com. You can learn all about the Taking Back You Momcast. You can listen to past episodes. You can listen to this episode if you're not listening to it on the Taking Back You uh, website already. And you can just learn more about the mission of Taking Back You Momcast and the mission of Taking Back You, which is to help moms become good moms, but more than moms at the same time. All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. Happy Wednesday. Um, I always do the show on Wednesday because I just like the feel of the fact that we only have two more days of the week. We're, all, we're like over the hump. We're, all, we're almost there. Or what is that? Life Was it Lifehouse? Because I'm halfway. That might not be right at all, but you know what song I mean. I'm sure you do. And if you don't, um, don't worry about it. But anyways, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I will be here next week with a new topic. Uh, it's between two, so that's why I'm not going to tell you. Um, but I'll be here with a topic next week. One of them. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. For more information on Taking Back You and the Taking Back You Momcast, visit us at takingbackyou.com. From there, you'll be able to follow us on social media, listen to past episodes, and learn all about the mission of Taking Back You. Be sure to subscribe to get future episodes. And from all of us at Taking Back You, thank you so much for your support. Hi. I'm Danny Carter Iddens, creator of Taking Back You. My vision for Taking Back You was simple. I wanted to create a safe place for mamas to focus on the dreams that have been placed on their hearts, where they could walk alongside other mamas who get and give advice on how to do this mom thing. I want to tell mamas what I wish someone had told me and to build a community of mothers who aren't afraid to reach for the stars, even while holding their children in their arms. Want to learn more? Visit takingbackyou.com because at Taking Back You, we know happy moms raise happy kids.